Hello, beautiful. This is Reverend Jennifer Hadley, and the recording you're about to listen to is part of the Living a Course in Miracles teleclass. Our intention in offering this class is to give you clear tools and practices that you can use to align with love every day in every area of your life. No one can do your healing for you. You must decide to choose love in every moment to the very best of your ability. Remember, miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. Intend to live a miraculous life of love and share the benefits of your healing and your expansion with everyone because you're one with them. Please pause the recording before the class starts and write down your intention in listening to the class. Partner up with your own higher Holy Spirit self. And please go to jenniferhadley.com for more tools and practical loving support every day. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the class. So let's take a deep breath together. Here we are, week one, living a course in miracles, walking the talk, living the love with Rhonda Britton. And with all of these classes, we always begin with a prayer. So I'm going to invite everyone to place your hand on your heart. And let us take a breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful and so thankful in this very moment that we truly are interested in walking the talk and living the love in our own life, truly being the love of our life. This is our divine destiny, to live a life of pure love, harmony, peace, and joy, unconditional, unprecedented love and joy. Our divine destiny is awake and alive in us, right now and we claim it together we are grateful and thankful to absolutely accept our healing and our expansion right now there's no delay we're accepting it now and we are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of this healing and this expansion that's happening now with everyone everywhere because we're one with them in gratitude we let it be and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So I, I want to mention that both you and I, Rhonda, are trained at the Agape International Spiritual Center, founded by Michael Beckwith, our beloved friend, reverend, and teacher. And we went through many years of training to be science of mind practitioners and I I know from and that's how I first met you at Agape you were a practitioner ahead of me by a number of years and so uh, I've been following that same path as you and it's been that foundation for us and all that we've done and it's that foundation of understanding the oneness of all life that we are love that is that inspiration and that motivation to choose love in every moment and it's definitely not easy but it is doable so i i in fact i want to ask you i'm going to ask you a really deep question to start which is if love is all there is and love is our true identity why does it seem so hard to choose love sometimes Mm. I love that question, um, you know, because, you know, we say that God is all there is, right? And yet there's starvation, right? And uh, there's disease. And, you know, I, I love the dichotomy of, well, wait, there's the consciousness of all of us put together. There's God consciousness, you know, and it's all there is, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the opportunity we have in every moment is love is available to us, just like our breath is available to us, just like the air is available to us, just like... Uh, you know, connection is available to us. Love is available to us. And we just have to decide to step into that place. We have to decide to step into that river. 
And we have been so uh, trained to see with different eyes. We've been so trained, and our perceptions and filters have been so trained through our life experiences, through a level of protection that we learned when we were young, um, through our culture, et cetera, that that place of love is not a safe place. You know, that love is actually not a safe place. So we've actually learned that when we have been loved in the past on a human, on a human, uh, in a human relationship with our parents, mentors, colleagues, family, friends, and I'm talking, I don't care if you're two or five or 12 or 25 or 63, um, we have learned that it is not safe as a human being to love because we get hurt, uh, we get betrayed, uh, we have, you know, we feel like, um, well, we, we feel guilty, we feel shameful, we feel sh- people try to shame us. And so we have, unbeknownst to us, uh, turned our back on both. Not meaning to, but not knowing any other way. Um, because as we are little, you know, one, two, three, four, five, um, how we learn, and we all know this, is we mimic our parents and we mimic those people that we love around us. And, but, but it may or may not be the love of God in that moment. It may not feel like the love of God in that moment. It may not feel the ever presence of love, love eternal. Um, and sometimes it feels like love is just getting, food, you know, eating and getting fed and, and just getting clothes on. So it's really just kind of, I don't want to say trained out of us because it's not out of us at all, but we are trained not to look there. And and so when we decide to take the veil down, when we decide to touch the hem of the garment, when we decide to live in our true nature of love, then we just turn towards love again. And it, I don't want to say it becomes easy but once we understand how fear perpetuates the falseness of our reality and we can turn towards love, it's so much easier to dip the toe in. It's so much easier to start choosing ourselves. It's so much easier to give. It's so much easier when we really feel safe on the inside. So for me, um, when I work with people, what, what, I'm, what I, I really support them in, in, in feeling is safe, right? Mm-hmm. Safe within themselves, safe within God, because when they feel safe, they can feel loved. They can love themselves. They can allow love in them, their life. So it's just literally been on a human plane, again, never, never on a spiritual realm, but on a human plane, we've just learned that that's not a safe place. Well, and it's interesting because as you're saying this, what I'm thinking is that we actually have convinced ourselves that that unsafe experience of love is what love is. But let's say, yes. for instance, we had a, a mother or father who was controlling and manipulative, and so we made the association that that controlling manipulative behavior is love. Then we won't trust love. Love won't feel safe. But the fact is, that's not love. Controlling and manipulating yes. is not love. Yes. But how do you distinguish that when you're two years old, exactly. five years old? Yeah. You know, you're just, you know, when you're when you're little, you don't have the resources. You don't have the support. You don't have the skills. You don't have the resources. You have no ability to put boundaries in place. You have no ability to go, hey, buddy, you know, cut it out, right? Right. No buddy, no, 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 no skill to do that. So basically between, you know, zero and five, we're learning how to survive period, end of story. And, and and if you happen to have loving parents, if you happen to have parents to allow you to express yourself, and you have you have this place of love, then what happens, I, I've had people, and I don't know, I'm sure, Jennifer, you have too, that have had loving parents and have had all this love thrown, in, thrown on them, and then when they reach, you know, 8, 10, 12, 15, 22 years old, they actually feel guilty for all that love because they see how everybody else doesn't have that. <laughs> I've had people come to me and go, oh, Rhonda, I've not had anything bad happen in my life. I feel so bad, you know? And I go, I go, wait, 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 wait. You feel bad because nothing bad's happened to you. She's like, yes, I feel bad, you know? And I go, okay, wait. Now, I want to tell you something that's a revolutionary thought. That if nothing bad has happened to you per se, then I want you to be a role model that bad things don't happen to have to happen to all of us. And I want you to stand up and shout, you know, to the to, 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 to the heavens, nothing bad happened to me and I'm happy. Because we need role models um, right. that allow us to know that we don't have to go through bad to find ourselves, so to speak, right? So, yeah, there's, there's this, our, our deep human need is to connect. 
and and on a human plane we want to connect and also on a spiritual level we want to connect with god um and we have this deep human need to connect and that connection uh keeps us uh in that unsafe fearful place because we're trying to figure out how to get love rather than knowing that we are love and and that's a tricky that's a tricky distinction easy to say but it's a tricky distinction to really uh live right it is, and one of the big challenges for people is they are their mind is trained to be thinking thoughts of separation, as Course in Miracles students would say, mm-hmm. and those thoughts of separation are usually some form of attack thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there are thoughts of less than and not enough or unworthiness, and in a certain sense, it doesn't matter whether it's I'm thinking I'm unworthy or I'm thinking you're unworthy. Either way, it's an attack mm-hmm. thought, creates a sense of separation, and generates that sense of deep fear. And then we go into that coping and managing and yeah. uh, self-medication, uh, and it, it becomes overwhelming on a physical level. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I like to go to the Course of Miracles and know, you know, if there's only two emotions, right? If there's only two emotions, if there's only two ways of being, either love or fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, people have told me, I studied Course of Miracles for, for almost 25 years. And um, one of my mentors was Marianne Williamson, and I studied with her for years before I actually became an agape practitioner. That's how I actually got to agape is through Marianne. Oh. And... Um, yeah, so I was studying course way before Reverend Michael um, uh, taught truth to me. And, um, you know, one of the things that I really uh, live my life by is that notion that you're either in fear or in love, right? It, it, it simplifies it so much, right? I've I created my whole, my, whole, my whole life as that, um, fear or love, fear or love, period, end of story. So when you are accessing that love and, and trusting that love and, and not just trusting God with love, and I, I want to say something here, but it's not just trusting God's love, but trusting that you um, are an emanation of God's love and that trusting you as your own inspiration, as your own creation and as your own desires and wants, trusting those as well that those are expressions of God's love. You know, so you have this desire to, to be an artist and you think, well, yeah, but I don't really have all that great skill. Or, or, or you want to, you know, maybe start dating and you haven't and you think, well, I'm not ready to date, right? Well, well, every time that you thwart God's expression through you, you are ex- expressing, quote, unquote, like you said, attack thought, and those attack thoughts are coming from our fear. So, you know, every moment, how to self-correct through the Course of Miracles, the eyes of Course of Miracles, is literally asking yourself moment by moment, is it love, fear? Am, am I living through love or fear? And love is not from our thwarted human reality of, oh, I'll just accept how people treat me, mm-hmm. because then that's not loving yourself. I find, Jennifer, that most people are so focused on love or fear, and when they think of love, they think of love towards others. Mm-hmm. They don't think of love of themselves and they cut themselves out all the time and they think they're so loving but they never include themselves and so then they don't actually feel loved when they're giving all this love but they don't actually feel loved because unless you include yourself you never feel loved it's impossible so so I I love the idea of you know the Course in Miracles has given me such a foundation in life knowing that if I use the Course and know that there's only fear or love um, and that I can lean on the love of God and that fear is just a vehicle to get that, to, to actually have me express more love um, and everything is God, that gives me great solace. That gives me great peace. You, you know, one of the things that I say all the time, Rhonda, that this is how it helped me to understand what you're talking about is that the attacker always feels attacked, the judger always feels judged, and the lover always feels beloved. Mm. So when we uh, entertain these attack thoughts, these judgmental thoughts, we we are literally blocking our ability to feel the love of God. And so we feel unloved, and we're yeah. not being loving. 
if we're not being loving, then we feel unloved. Yes. And yes. if we're not being loving, then we feel unworthy of love, too. And it, one of the things I really wanted to ask you about, Rhonda, is spiritual seekers and students have particular fears, and they actually have quite a lot of fear sometimes because on one hand they're seeking, 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 reading all these books and trying to intellectually understand spiritual principle, but they're living out of integrity and they uh, know that they're not walking the talk, they're not living the love, so they feel spiritually stupid. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And, well, you and feel the, like a you feel like a fake and a liar too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that brings a lot yes. of fear. You know, it's such a fascinating opportunity. Um, you know, one of the things that I uh, know that love is is compassion, right? And when you are studying, 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 and not, you know, being loving every minute, and not being, uh, you know, gracious every moment, right? And you're not you know, having that level of integrity that you want in your own life. Um, it, it, it's actually a moment of integrity to say, ah, I'm in practice, right? Ah, I'm in practice. Mm. Um, the fact that you think that you're going to have a loving thought every minute uh, denies your humanity. Because one of the things that I know is that the more I embrace my humanity, the more divine my experience. I'll say that again. The more I embrace my humanity the more divine my experience. Because I actually find that most people that are on a spiritual path, and not, not all people, but a certain percentage of, I know this is how I was. I, 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 and, 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 and this is what you were saying, I believe, Jennifer, is that you know our quest to be that spiritual being, that quest to get closer to God, that quest to live God's life through us, um, when we are in our humanity, when we are in that, having that judgment thought, or we're having... Uh, less than perfect integrity. We're not being as loving as we could, you know. Um, we then put like a mark against us and say, see, I'm not very spiritual. See, mm-hmm. I'm not really doing it. See, see, see. And then it, 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 we, in that moment, we're beating ourselves up and we're denying that we are in that moment. When we deny that, when we put ourselves down in that moment, even just a bit, we're actually putting God's creation down. We're actually putting it down. You know, I know the Course in Miracles says that this is school, right? And these are all lessons. So in that lesson, in that school that we're in called humanity, is that regardless of how how much we're in, quote-unquote, excellence, or how much we are, quote-unquote, what percentage we're living the spiritual life we want to, those numbers actually are irrelevant. What's relevant is that are you being more of that than less each and every day? Are you moving towards that or less? Like every decision you make, every action you take, are you moving towards that or away from that? Are you showing more love towards yourself? And even when you're not perfect, are you showing love to yourself in that moment? Are you having compassion for yourself in that moment? Are you loving the person that that's not being, you know, very loving to you in that moment? So, so it's never about are you always going to be loving. The answer to that is pretty much no, right? <laughs> and are are you gonna? You can never be judgmental. The answer to that is pretty much no. Um, remember, there's something called race consciousness, and that also moves through our thoughts, and that moves through our body. Um, and, you know, again, we don't have to attach to it, but it does move through. So can you love yourself as you're practicing? To me, that is one of the highest callings we can give ourselves, the highest callings that we have, is can we love the practice of loving? Can we love ourselves as we practice discovering who we are in this love? Because as we discover who we are in this love, we're going to find places that we're not loving that we thought we were. We're going to recognize that we're loving in places we didn't know we were. And, and that's a continuous evolution, a continuous discovery. You know, you're with one mate, then you have a new friend, and then you have a new colleague. All those places you are growing into love. So, um, so it's can you be loving to yourself in the process of expressing love outwardly. That, to me is when freedom happens because now there is no more judgment of yourself and there's no more judgment of others because everybody is truly uh want they want more than anything else to be loved to give love to receive love and and my opportunity and your opportunity and our opportunity is to see the innocence in all of us including yourself and i find that most people um negate that 
And so they negate their own innocence and they expect more from themselves, which, of course, in the minute they have an expectation, that's fear. Period. End of story. Fear. Expectation. Fear. Period. So having compassion for yourself as a spiritual student who is attempting to walk the talk and live the love and to course correct moment by moment, not expecting perfection, having compassion. Yeah, I think I think you know when I, when I'm teaching my students, I introduce them to a word that most people um, don't know and they don't practice, and it is a word that is revolutionary to some people. And I will introduce it to your students now. I will introduce it to uh, Living a Course in Miracles. Uh, and this word, everybody, sit down, get ready, because I'm going to give you this word. Woo! It's going to be tough to some people. Um, and this word is called gentle. Okay. This, cur- this word is gentle. How gentle can you be with yourself? How gentle can you be with your process? How gentle can you be? And for many people, being gentle with themselves, one, either they're disgusted by it, like, well, I'm gentle with myself, or <laughs> it's revolutionary, or it's revolutionary, right? Like, oh, am I gentle with myself? Are you kidding me? Um, and then other people think that when they're gentle, they're weak. Right, so mm. so fear tells them gentle is weak, or it's woo woo or wimpy, right? And and they're afraid of that. So so everybody's definition of gentle stops them from actually experiencing experiencing the love God is giving through this gentleness of spirit. Can you give an so, example of of how you're gentle with yourself? Let's let's say you've been judgmental or mm-hmm. uh critical and, and uh now you're thinking oh uh and, and you're yeah. so how do you move into well, gentleness the, so the first thing is recognizing it right and and this is the, this is the first point of gentleness as you build up your awareness um you may not even know you did it until 3 days later mm. so let's say i had a judgmental thought about somebody and 3 days later I'm kind of reliving it, right? Or I remember the conversation, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. And it's three days later or a week later or a month later. You know, the first thing that we do is, like, beat ourselves up for not realizing it right away. Like, oh, it's a week later. What kind of spiritual person am I, right? Like, I should know this right away, right? So so we immediately judge our awareness of it. So the first gentleness is going, oh, the minute I get aware of something, you have a choice to be happy. Like, oh, my God, I, I was aware. I'm aware of it. This is good news. This is good news. Oh, my God, I'm aware of it. Oh, hallelujah, good news. Yeah. So the gentleness spirit comes in and says, good news. I saw it this time. I saw it this time, right? And if you can make that awareness a welcome, if you can welcome that awareness, what I know to be true is as, as you practice that welcoming of that awareness, the awareness gets closer and closer to the actual event. And so it's three days later, then it gets a day later, and then it happens right after the event. And then soon enough, and I know this in my own life and I've seen it in my clients, then you start becoming aware of it as you're saying it. Like, oh, boy, what am I doing? And you can correct in that moment, right? And then the cool part is is that as you, it, it soon becomes before you say it, you recognize it and don't even say it anymore. And then pretty soon you don't even have the thought, Right. And people think that they shouldn't just have the thought. There's actually a process to practice that gentle, welcoming, awakening um, from whether you remember it, you know, you recognize the thought that you're judgmental a week later or be, or right before you say it or while you're saying it. It doesn't matter when you recognize it. It's, it's hallelujah, God is good when you do, right? That and then is in that so moment, true. That is so true. Yeah. And that, uh, as you're saying it, I realize that this is, exactly been my process of you know being gentle and welcoming the awareness of of you know we we made a mistake so we can say oh wow i can see that and i can course correct yes and to and to love yourself through it to be like oh wow the you know awareness is our greatest asset awareness is our greatest spiritual tool so the, the more we welcome that awareness and not judge it or make ourselves bad for doing it, remember, the more I embrace my humanity, remember Rhonda's motto, 
the more I embrace my humanity, the more divine my experience. So the more I embrace my humanity, that I am human, okay, I'm human, and I am having a human experience. The more I embrace that, which means I'm going to have a judgmental, judgmental thought. And you know what? I'm not going to like somebody's shoes. And you know what? I'm not going to, you know, it's also, it's also that judgment of that is also stops the spiritual people from putting boundaries in place. Because we think we should be able to put up with anything because if we're spiritual, it shouldn't affect us, right? Right. And again, that stops us from loving ourselves. We're, 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 we, we, are, we are paying for it ourselves rather than being loving and saying, no, thank you, right? So we're constantly, it's costing our own self to, to love others, um, and it doesn't include us. And so if everybody's us, and there's only one of us here. If you're not loving to yourself, hello. Not loving to others, not really. Not so much. You know, this is a very practical process. This is what you're giving us is something we can really apply. And you're giving it to us so freely. It almost could be deceptive. It seems so simple that it couldn't yeah. actually deeply and profoundly transform your life. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you folks, what Rhonda is giving us here is incredibly deep practice. It seems so deceptively simple. And one of the things I would like to recommend right now is that you've got 48 hours to re-listen to the replay, to call some friends and family members together. And when you listen to the replay, the free replay, you can pause and you can discuss, you can make notes, you can write this down, and I'm telling you, make an appointment with yourself now to do that because what Rhonda is sharing is profoundly and deeply healing. And what I would like to um, ask you to share with us, Rhonda, is because you, you've had an amazing, extraordinary walk in your life, and you have had experiences that are so shattering uh, that the fact that you can discover and embrace your humanity and your divinity after some of the things you've experienced is it's, it's quite amazing. So you have really discovered and applied this for yourself. I wonder if you can tell people a little bit more about your history because there are people who are listening from other countries and all over the world who really don't know how it is that you came to deeply seek a spiritual understanding of how to stop choosing fear and to choose love. Can you share people Absolutely. your story? Thank you, Jennifer. And, yeah, I have, a, I have a real personal relationship with fear. It's very, very personal. And um, this is my work, and this is my passion. And I really, um, I love fear. I love, love fear. And it is so, so freeing once you understand the, the pathway that fear provides you in love, right? Because love, fear loves you. Fear absolutely loves you. And how I, I, I've come to this and how I've, I've come to the work that I do now and what Jennifer's alluding to is um, when I was uh, 14 years old, I grew up in a little town in Upper Michigan, uh, about 5,000 people, and um, I, I, I wanted to be a minister. I was 14 years old, and I, we didn't have a church youth group, and I started one, and I was a president of the youth group. And, um, you know, my whole life was God, and I would, Christmas gifts, I would give people pamphlets. <laughs> I would give God pamphlets to people for Christmas gifts. I, would, I was that little geeky girl that, like, like I would sew a scarf, I, I would knit a scarf for you and then stuff it with pamphlets about God, right? Um, and so... Um, I had, at the age of 14, um, given my life to God and had um, really turned it over and, and knew that God was uh, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And a few months after I had done this, my parents, um, it was Father's Day, and on Father's Day, my father was coming over to brunch. My parents had recently separated and um, in the process of getting divorced. And um, when my father came over for Father's Day, um, he... Um, my mother and I were going out to the car to get in the car. My sisters were in the bedroom. Still, I had two sisters, and they were in the bedroom fighting it out. And um, as my mother and I were walking to the car, my father pulled out a gun and started screaming at my mother, you made me do this, you made me do this, and he fired one once. And then he pointed the gun towards me, and uh, I thought I was next. Uh, and, and, and that wasn't me making it up. My father had tried to kill me when I was 12. 
And so I really believed that he was going to kill me at that moment. And um, in that split second, as my father's cocking the gun to perhaps shoot me, uh, my mother, uh, as she's humped over there with the bullet in, bullet inside of her, screams, no, no, don't. And my father takes the bullet that was for me and shoots it and shoots my mother a second time. This second bullet goes through my mother's abdomen, out her back, and lands on the car horn. And for the next 20 minutes, all I heard was, eh. And my father then comes running over next to me, puts the gun to his head, and fires. And um, within two minutes, my father had murdered my mother and committed suicide. And the part that most people don't know, and I can share with you, is that in that moment, I ran to my mother's room. I ran to my mother's room, and I got on my knees, and I prayed to God, and I said, God, please, please, please. I have devoted my life to you, and I will do anything. Please keep my mother alive. Please, God, please. And I bargained. Oh, I bargained. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, I will do anything you ask, and if you um, don't, I don't know what I'll do, but please, God, right? And I emerged from the bedroom, you know, tear-stained and... Um, my sisters and I ran across the street and to get help, and um, my mother had my, my mother had died. And um, from that moment on, and this is a, again a story I rarely tell, um, but from that moment on, I blamed myself because somehow in my mind I had believed that I was at fault. Of course, you know, you're 14 years old. I was that one out there. I didn't save my parents. I didn't stop my father. I didn't mm. jump on him. I didn't grab the gun. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything but stop, dad, stop. And, and I also, and this is the part I really talk about, which is because I had just devoted my life to God. And, you know, they say, well, God will not give you a lesson that you can't handle, right? Oh, my God. I thought, God, yeah, this is a bad lesson, God. This is a bad lesson. And God, if this is the, I remember saying this to God, if these are the kind of lessons you're going to give me to test my faith, no thank you. Mm. No thank you. And I put a line between me and God. And I said, God, you know what? I love you. And I, oh, I love God. Oh, God, I love God. I love you, God. But I cannot, I cannot trust you. You are not trustworthy. You, 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 you cannot lead my life. Because if this is the mess you're going to, no, mm-mm. And, and, and from that moment on, I, I, I tried to kill myself three times. I used alcohol. I, um, I did a lot of things because I blamed myself. And so I, I really didn't believe I deserved to live. I really deserved to die. And at my third suicide attempt, I realized that I wasn't going to kill myself. wasn't good, Jennifer. wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out another way. Now, um, I also, during this time, um, started wrestling with God. Right. Um, like I said, I started going to Course in Miracles with Marianne and Marianne would say God and I'd change it to universal light, spiritual energy, oh, yeah. universe. Right. Uh, if you said the word God to me, I was like, I can't say the word God. I can't say the word God. Um, and so I would change it any time that she would start speaking. And, and I only started going to Marianne because I was in so much pain. It was I just I just gotten sober. Um, I had just gotten, you know, my third suicide attempt. Um, I'd gotten three DUIs. I'd spent time in jail. And I knew that I had to turn my life around, but I couldn't go to church. And so I went to Course in Miracles, started studying Course. And then, um, and then slowly through that, I started being able, and it was years, but really years that I could say, say to God. And then it was, um, one night that I had it with God. I had, I wrestled it out. And, um, um, I was actually coming from Agape, and I was in uh, practitioner training. No, yeah, wait, was I in practitioner training yet? Maybe I was in uh, Science Mind 2. I wasn't in practitioner training yet, I don't think. And I was driving home from Science to Mind class, and I was still going, universal life, spiritual being, you know, right. energy. I couldn't say the word God. And I was coming home, and I was driving, and I just started crying because I was like, God, I love you so much. But what had occurred for me is that God equaled death, right? God equaled death. And I pulled over the car, my car on the side of the road, and I said to God, God, um, God, I, I want to believe in you again, but I'm so afraid somebody else is going to die. Mm. If, I, if, I, if I trust you again, 
I, somebody's going to die. And, um, and I literally wrestled with God that night. I, you want to talk about wrestling with God? I sat in my car for hours, hours, and I wrestled it out. And I got to the point where I said to God, fine, let my family die if they have to, but I can no longer deny you. I cannot deny you, God. I cannot deny you. And, and I turned towards God and absolutely, from every cell of my being, was willing to let my family members die. Now, of course, did I want my family members to die? No, of course right. not. But I, it, it was so cellular. It was so cellular that I literally had to be okay, that I had to release, that I was keeping my family alive by turning my back to God. Mm. Right? Because, because I believed that how did I have a right to be happy because I was a bad daughter how did I have a right to have a relationship with God? How did I have a right? You know, I mean, all of these things are you know, tangled up. Yeah. And so that night I wrestled with God and, um, you know, and I really was okay at my, you know, to a certain level, of course, uh, with my family dying. Now I can, I can say with great joy that nobody died, right? Right. Um, but, but my relationship with God literally hinges on life and death. So, so, so when I talk to you about my relationship with God, it is not a theory. <laughs> it is not a, <laughs> a nice little experiment I've done. It is truly um, releasing and surrendering uh, life and death and being willing to walk uh, in the arms of God and being held in the arms of God and, 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 and knowing that fear and love truly are the pathway home. And that our willingness to, to have a relationship with our fears, and that's what I specialize in is, is fearless living. What I help people specialize in is, is mastering their fear. And so that they can express that loving being. Um, I know what that's like from a very cellular level. And, of course, nobody has to have the experience I had. But everybody wrestles with that love and fear like I do, again, d differently and uniquely. But everybody does it on some level. And so it, it does not have to be the wrestle, and you do not have to wrestle alone. That's for sure. You do not have to wrestle alone. Woo! Yeah. Jennifer, Ooh. share something that I rarely share. Woo! Well, thank you. I, I feel very moved that you that you have shared it with us, and I can feel that there are many people who are listening who have have gone through that same kind of a experience in the sense of, turning their back on God and even though they love God more than anything else they they move into a fear of God fear of that surrender and also uh we all have our different kinds of false idols so even that's what i was hearing in even in the the last part of your story that this belief that by uh, not giving your taking yourself back from God in a sense uh in order to keep your family and then realizing that you you could trust God at that level and to me Rhonda when when someone can, one person can do something like that to overcome the the deepest fear and certainly our attachments to our loved ones you know are so intense to be able to overcome that and trust and have faith in God, even in the midst of that incredible experience of making that equation between give, giving your life to God and having God test you in that way, to be able to say, I, I'm going to trust God even in the face of this experience, it profoundly lifts and shifts everyone because we are one. That's right. And and sometimes when you say that, Jennifer, you know, sometimes that's what gives me courage. Yeah. You know, I think of my nieces and nephews. I think of the people that I meet. I think of my students. I think of the people that attend my talks and, 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 and watch my videos and read my books. Um, you know, I, I think of them. And in the moment of when I want to choose, you know, when I'm about to make a choice, you know, when I'm in that choice point, when I'm either turning away of, from fear and turning towards love or, or, or wanting or, or starting to turn towards fear and away from love, you know, I know that I am just a vehicle, as we all are, for the entire shift of the planet. So, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it doesn't, like, sometimes I can't do it for myself sometimes, but I can do it for you. 
Right. I can do it for you sometimes. And, and, and so I have more courage knowing that I am one with you. I have more courage knowing that we are one together. I have, I have more willingness and openness and willing to be gentle. You know, when I run to Britain as the human form, uh, may want to be critical. That does not support you, and I know that. So I am willing to practice that gentleness, not only to practice loving myself, but for you then to have the courage to practice loving yourself, for you to feel the love, right? So, so you know, it is a wonderful, it's a wonderful knowingness when you really know that we're all interconnected, and sometimes you can't choose for yourself because you think, you know, you have the belief that you're unworthy or that you don't deserve or, or the fear that you're not perfect enough and who are you, why, why would God choose you, you know, all of these beliefs that keep us stuck in fear, right? Then that's all, you know, if those are your beliefs, okay, you want to keep them? Okay. But if, if you want to help me, you can't indulge those another minute. You don't, you cannot indulge those another minute because I need you to choose higher. Mm. Jennifer, you know, Jennifer needs you to choose higher, right? So, so again, it's not to be a burden. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity that your, your attachment to the fear-based beliefs that you keep, that keep you small, you know, um, uh, take down, take down us all, right? So it's like, it's like, hey, you know, I don't know. It gives me great courage to think of you. It gives me great courage to think of my sweet friend Jennifer. It gives me great courage to think, you know, of my sweet niece Rachel and and, and my loving nephew Adam. Right? It gives me courage. And um and I and I do believe that we're choosing every moment, fear or love. I mean, that's why I wrote my book, Fearless Living. That's why I created the Fearless Living Online Training Program. That's why um, people say that my book, Fearless Living, is really uh, kind of a primer for Course in Miracles. It's really the practical application of the course. I've been told that many, many times by Course in Miracles students um, because I, I do believe, you know, um, Course in Miracles can be really uh, theoretical and very heady and very deep and, and, and very cumbersome, you know, to apply to our lives. And I thank you, Jennifer, for making it easy and simple for all of us. And, and you know, we all need to recognize how our fears on our human reality uh, need to be addressed and need to be mastered in order to actually access all the love available to us because it's right there. It's right it's right there. It's right it's right here. When now going back to the 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 I I'm just I just want to keep listening to you. But when <laughs> I want to ask you when when people are really feeling that intense physical experience of fear. Yes. You're suggesting to practice gentleness. And Yeah, so most people and some people absolutely have a physical, right? We all have visceral experiences of our fear. And one of the things that I've recognized over my year as being a fear expert is that most of us don't even know how subtle fear is. Right. right? Um, you know, most of us can address the big fear when, you know, it's like when it's that gut wrenching or when it's that, you know, body shaking or when it's that petrifying. But in reality, we're courting fear all the time. We're indulging courting fear all the time when we, um, when we participate in stress, when we participate in overwhelm, when we participate in confusion, right? When we participate in blaming and shaming ourselves or others, when we participate in judgment, we're actually saying yes to fear in those moments, right? So it's easy to identify when we're all the way over to the right or the left, you know, and when we're in the the, the, earth-shattering, you know, frozen, right? And what I'm suggesting is building that awareness, as we talked about earlier, is if you build your awareness, you can actually catch it a lot earlier. So it doesn't have to get to that stomach churning, want to throw up, frozen in my seat place. If you catch it, just like we talked about the thoughts, right? It's the same with our actions. It's the same with the way we talk to ourselves. It's everything we do. If we can catch it earlier, then it doesn't have to get there, right? So when it does, let's just say that you are right now in this moment and you're listening to me and you're listening to Jennifer and you're thinking to yourself, oh my, what is she telling me to do? Oh my, (laughs) what? Be gentle with myself. I want to go throw up right now, right? Or, Or she's saying like, what? Right? I have to do what? (laughs) <laughs> okay, even in this moment, right? You're right, Jennifer. I know when I would listen to Reverend Michael or Marianne Williams, I'd be like, "What?" 
and, and I was, and I was, and I'm such a freaky fan of Marianne's. You know, when I was studying her, I, I, I literally have 120 Marianne Williamson tapes, <laughs> and um, I'm not, I'm not joking. And for five years, if not more, probably I would say seven to eight years in reality, um, all I listened to, all I listened to, is is Marianne Williamson tapes. And I live in Los Angeles, California, so I drive everywhere. Yeah. I would listen hours, hours a day, hours a day, hours a day. TV, no, Marianne Williamson tapes, hours a day. So it's that continuous practice. So listening to you, Jennifer, hours a day, listening to this tape, as you suggested already, the replay, for, for two, three, four times, listen yeah. to it over and over again, right? Over, and like, get it in... Because your cells are vibrating at a different vibration when we are speaking. Let that vibration be more and more inside of your cells, inside of your being. Have that become your norm. And the more you listen, the more you listen, the more you listen, the more it is going to be something that you can catch, something that you can feel comfortable with, something that you can know more at a cellular level rather than an intellectual experience, right? So when you're frozen, um, gentleness is the way out. Gentleness is the way out. And I, I definitely have some exercises um, that I can share okay. uh, that 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 make it very visceral for you. Um, so you know we're all taught to be grateful, right? We we talk a lot about gratitude, and we, we want to be grateful, and we want to have Thanksgiving, and we want to say Hallelujah, we want to do all those things. And and I want to give you a little twist on that, and I also want to give you another exercise um, that will build your self confidence and self esteem. Okay, so um, the first one, let's just talk about gratitudes for a minute, the Rhonda Britton way, the fearless way, okay? Um, the way I want you to do it, and again, any gratitude is awesome gratitude, but I have a specific way because the way I'm asking you to do gratitudes is it literally refocuses your filtering system effortlessly. Now, I don't know about you, but I sure could use some effortless filtering shifting, right? <laughs> um, and so I discovered this in my own transformation, right, going from a woman, from a girl and then to a woman, because this lasted 20 years, from, 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 from 14 to 34, I was in a state of life and death, survival, um, really fear-based thinking, you know, trying to find my way out, trying to find God, right? And it took me 20 years. I had nightmares every single night. Uh, my father was killing me, right? I, I mean, I had all these things that I had to battle, quote-unquote, on a daily basis, right? Um, and so when I discovered this particular way to say gratitude, it, it, it literally started shifting my mind effortlessly. So this is how I want you to do them. I want you to write every day, today I'm grateful for. And I, I want you to write it out. Yes, I want you to do it by hand. And today I'm grateful for. I want you to get that visceral experience, that kinesthetic experience. And what I want you to be grateful for is something that is outside of yourself. And this is the key. You must be specific and you must say it in in a, an empowering bent, right? So today I'm grateful for um, the blue sky, right? It's not very specific. Instead, it's today I'm grateful for the way that the daisy breaks through the sidewalk as I'm taking my walk through my neighborhood, right? So what I want you to do is write it in such a way that if I asked you a year from now to read that gratitude, you would be able to go right to that space, right to that moment, and relive that experience. That's how specific I want you to be. Okay. Now, what that does is, again, what's our greatest asset? Awareness. When you're that, when you are those that specific in your gratitudes, you are literally building your muscle of awareness. You are literally shifting your perception, okay, and you are fil changing your filtering system without with, with doing nothing but looking, focusing on gratitude. So, I literally want you to write today. I'm grateful for and be very, very specific and bent in the positive. Okay, five a day. Okay, that's going to shift the way you see the world. Or shift your, the way you see the world. And I can't wait to hear. After one week, I know it's already going to shift your world. I know that. The other exercise I want to give you is acknowledgement. It's called acknowledgements. And um, this acknowledgements are all about you, right? Remember, I've been talking about loving yourself, right, and being gentle with yourself. So um, I want you to acknowledge. Five times a day, just like gratitude, five gratitudes, not about yourself. Gratitudes aren't about you. They're about someone, something, or something outside yourself. Grat acknowledgements are all about you. And so I literally want you to say, today I acknowledge myself for, and again, be very specific. 
Now, um, I, 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 I want to share an exercise that I want to give you. Um, it is um, it is at a website, and it's, it's a free video series. It's called my Stretch, Risk, and Die series, and um, it's at bit.ly forward slash Stretch, Risk, and Die, Stretch, Risk, Die, excuse me, and bit.ly is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash the word Stretch, Risk, Die, D-I-E. And when you go to that and watch that video series, you're going to see me talking also in more detail about stretchers can dies and about acknowledgments and gratitudes and how you want to do those. But acknowledgments are acknowledging any time that you're moving out of your comfort zone, moving out of your fear-based reality, shifting your perceptions and filter, being gentle with yourself, trying anything new and different, noticing any level of expansion no matter how small. I don't care if you go, if you complain 100 times a day and you say, I'm going to quit complaining because Rhonda's shown me that's fear-based. I'm going to quit doing it. I don't want you to say, oh, I'm only, you know, oh, you know, you complain. Let's say you keep track of your complaints 100 times a day and tomorrow you get it down to 99, right? And what do we normally do? Oh, I'm still complaining 900 times a day. God, I'm so horrible. No, in the Rhonda Britton world of fearless living, in that place of love, what you're going to do to really express that living in the course, right? Living in the course, right? Living in the course of miracles is you're actually going to focus on the fact that you only did it 99 times. Like, how great is that? Oh, my God, you're better. You're better. You move towards love. <laughs> it's awesome. You are awesome. Right? Yes. And so, it's one, yeah, it's one less time. It's like, hallelujah, God is good. Hallelujah. Right? And that's embracing your humanity right there to say, you know, because it's one of the ways I think about it is to be with yourself the way you would be with a child that you really loved. So if the child did it one last time, you'd be like, you're a rock star. Look at that. Yes. yes. You're changing your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. But we don't do that to ourselves. So. So when you talk about fear versus love, you know, fear and love, when you talk about Course in Miracles, um, uh, you know, and there's only one of us here, right, then how you treat yourself with that gentle inspiration, with that gentle kindness, with that gentle hand, with the gentle voice of love, um, the gentle empowerment, um, you are, as you love yourself, you're loving everyone. You're loving me. You're loving Jennifer as you love yourself. And let the tears flow. Mm -hmm. Let the anger come out and, you know, let it release. Let the tears flow. Let whatever moves through you move through you. And just know in the gentleness, even though you might have some anger spread out or some tears flow out or some negative thoughts come up, it doesn't matter. Let all that just let it go in meditation. Just like we meditate, let all those thoughts just go through and focus. Just stay on the gentleness, the gentleness of you. Just stay focused. And let those thoughts move through you. Do not get caught in them. Do not think you failed, do not label it bad, um, just let those through. They're just, it's just shifting your energy. Just, it's all it is, it's shifting your energy. Let it shift. Rhonda, I and then feel... Say, bring it. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was just going to say, and then, and then say, please, bring it on, God, bring it on. More love, bring it on, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you're sharing. It's actually such a personal affirmation to me, Rhonda, because these are the exact tools that I have used to heal myself and the way you're talking about them is exactly what I have done and you talk about living in LA driving around in the car and listening to tapes and all of that so I you were listening to Marianne I was listening to Reverend Michael and the Agape Choir and those things and I remember so clearly tears streaming down my face I'm in traffic listening to the tapes and literally tapes of course and <laughs> I'm looking and I'm going I'm looking at the blue sky and I'm saying I'm grateful for you blue sky with tears running down my face I'm grateful for you traffic because you're giving more time to listen to the tape oh thank you god <laughs> With just tears running down my face. I'm grateful that I'm grateful. <laughs> right, right, right. There is no accidents in God, right? The Course in Miracles says, right? There's no accidents in God. There's no accidents. It's, it's, that everything is unfolding for your greatest good. And, 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 and as a student of the Course is to embody that more and more and more. So if you actually believe that everything is for your greatest good, 
if you actually believe what the Course says and that you know from the, you know, the bottom of your toes, the tip of your head and beyond, that everything is helping you, supporting you in having a deeper relationship with God, then anything that's happening is not bad, right? Even though it might hurt or there might be some anger or there might be some, you know, some feeling of betrayal or shame and all that. It's like all working itself out. Like if you if you focus on it all working itself out and you hang on, what I like to say is I hang on to the rope. I hang on to the gold thread, right? I hang on to the gold thread of God and, and I just hang on to that rope and I just keep putting my hand, you know, one one hand over the other and just keep walking and let the, the negativity and the falseness and the lies and the betrayal and the shame just move through me and just keep on that thread, you know, and just hang on for dear life and just one hand over the other. And, and soon I can breathe again, right? And love is happening again. I feel it and joy. And, you know, I don't know about you, Jennifer, but I want to wake up every morning super, super happy to be me, super happy to be me. And, and that's how I want everyone to wake up, super happy to be them, like super happy, like, oh, my God, I get to be myself. I get to be myself. Like, you get to be yourself. Like, how cool is that? It's so awesome. It is. I, I tell you, one of the things that I wake up every morning now and I give thanks for my life, my precious life. And there, you know, there are plenty of times when I think, oh, living in density is so dense. Living in this illusion, this illusion of density and, and form. And it, it I, I, there have been many times when I just thought, oh, I hate this. I hate this yeah. density. I, 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 I I, I, I can feel what it's like to be pure light and I feel so dense right now. And transforming that has been so, such a journey. And to now stand in awareness of whatever it is, I'm giving thanks for it because I am remembering the oneness of all life and that is the treasure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As you were sharing, that every choice that we make for love, we share the benefits with everyone. That yes. we we can learn to walk in that consciousness. So there's every choice for love. It's not there's not one of them that's small or insignificant. Not one. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And and I just want to you know hit that point just another moment because I, I love what you're saying and I so agree. It's that you know it's never about perfection, gang. And I know we hear that a hundred times, but you know as I'm saying, like you know we lift each other up. I also don't want you to wait, walk away from this call going, oh, I'm bringing everybody down because I'm so judgmental, right? Um, that's not the point of that, right? The point of that in that moment it's about gentleness too, because it's not how many days, how many times a day that you, quote-unquote, miss the mark. And as Marianne Williams says, you know, the sin, right? Sinning is missing the mark, right? The, um, so that's all that is, right? It's not about whether you miss the mark or not. It's about can you love yourself through it. So, so you know, I might have days, I might have a day where I'm, like, off. I'm just having an off day, and I feel like I'm just judgmental and grumpy and, oh, I just, you know, in my stuff. And I don't sit there and think I'm not spiritual. I'm a horrible person. I sit and go, wow, I sure, need, sure do need some gentleness today. Boy, I need a, I need, wow, I need some gentleness today. And I might go off and ask a friend to lunch and maybe cancel a business meeting and, and do something really loving for myself. Right? So it, it's not, I, I'm not wanting you to walk away with a sense of responsibility for everybody and everything. Right? I, I want you to walk away knowing that we're all there with you. Yeah. And that we're all loving you, right? And that we're all, and that everything that Jennifer and I have done is available to you and is already done. Therefore, just jump into the stream with us, right? Like, just jump in the stream. Just say yes. That's just right. Say yes, Make right now. One just, just choice yes. for gratitude, one acknowledgement, yes. one. Yes. Just one. Just, just say yeah. yes. Yes, just say yes because it's the eternal now, right? Mm-hmm. So in this moment, you know, everything is forgiven. In this moment, everything's forgiven. In this moment, everything's forgiven. Everything in this moment, this is forgiven. So every moment, everything's forgiven. Every moment, you're new. Every moment, you're new. Every moment, you're new. So just say yes. Just dive in with Jennifer. Just dive in with Jennifer um, and, and myself, right? Just dive in with us. And and we are here to, you know, to bolster you up and to support you um, as you're you're finding your way in certain places. And we, too, have our spiritual teachers to help us find our way, right? We all, That's right. We all um, 
we all feed ourselves, feed each other. And I mean, I have worked with my spiritual practitioner for 10 years, and I meet with her every week. I don't miss a week with my spiritual practitioner. Um, so I, I, I walk, I, 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 I seek my support. We all need support to remi- remind ourselves how amazingly magnificent we are, every single one of us. I do, Jennifer does, you do. Uh, and so lean on us, lean on us. We're here. That's right. That's right. And uh, when I became a minister, I started saying to people, it takes a village to raise a minister. Because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yes. it takes a, a huge amount of love and support for each one of us to live our divinity. And as the Course talks about, when we extend love, when we extend uh, patience, kindness, compassion, generosity, gentleness to our brothers and sisters, then we experience it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's time for, yeah. I, I, I wish we had another hour. I really do because I feel like I could just keep going with you and we'll, we'll have to find something else we can do together, Rhonda, because I, I really, uh, would like to mine some more and share some more and get, and uh, receive from you more more insight, more wisdom to share with the Living a Course of Miracles community. So to that end, your website is rondabritton.com, and will you give us that uh, web address again for the video series? Sure, sure, for the free videos, absolutely. It's uh, bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash stretch, risk, die, and that's Stretch is stretching yourself, S-T-R-E-T-C-H, risk, R-I-S-K, die, D-I-E. So bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash risk, stretch, risk, and die. And, and you know what? I'm just going to throw in another free thing. May I, Jennifer? Yes, please. Wanna, we love know, it. As, I, as I'm sitting here, I, I hurried up um, while, while we were talking and just, just created something else because I, I, I just I just want to share this. I have something also to, to, to overcome difficult conversations because I think as we – become more spiritual, more true to ourselves. We don't know how to handle those difficult people in our lives who are who maybe been friends of, the, friends of when we weren't so, you know, gentle All with ourselves. Time. And, you know, we don't know how to deal with that. And so uh, go to bit again, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash. And this one is called Living a Course. I named it for you, Living a Course. And so bit.ly forward slash Living a Course. And in there is a two-hour uh, audio for you on how to handle, how to talk to anyone about anything and how to master some difficult conversations that maybe you need to have in order to be more fearless and more free and more love. That's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. It's my journey and my, my, my pleasure. Yeah, sharing is the best. It's really the best. <laughs> you know, we've worked oh. so hard for our, um, our, our gold nuggets that we the greatest gift we get is to turn around and share them. Extension. Yeah, so, you know, as the Course says, the cost of giving is receiving. So there you go, Miss Jennifer. The cost of us giving is that we have to receive. <laughs> okay, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on, God. Bring it on, people. Bring it on. So Thank I'm going to Jennifer. Br- it was fantastic. Thank you. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm so excited to to share the magnificence that you are and the healing presence that you are, Rhonda. I feel so grateful. I know we all feel blessed. I'm encouraging everyone to make an appointment with yourself, with your friends and your family, to listen to the replay together. That way you can pause, you can discuss, you can practice, you can make your notes. And yes, you can purchase the downloads and the transcripts all of that information is right there on your class page, so I don't have to review it, but it's really, it's very inexpensive if you would like to own the transcripts and own the recordings. So just just to, before we completely close out, I'm going to bring us back to prayer. I'm going to invite everyone to place your hand on your heart and take a deep breath of oh, gratitude. And we're grateful for Rhonda. We're blessing her life and her family. We're giving thanks for her walk in God. She is our sister and we are one with her. We're grateful. We're so grateful that the healing that she has experienced in her life 
we can share it with her. And we're accepting this right now as part of our treasure. We are grateful and thankful right now to acknowledge ourselves as spiritual beings who are facilitating a human experience. We're developing that massive capacity of compassion to be a loving presence in our own heart, in our own mind, in our own life. We're giving thanks that we are truly walking the talk and living the love. And we are grateful to share these benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. We are grateful to acknowledge and celebrate the unity of all life now and forever. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. God is good. Yes. Thank you. Hallelujah to you, Jennifer. Thank you for being a blessing in this world, and thank you for being a vehicle for God. Yes. I am so blessed. Back at you. Thank you. And and thank you to Marianne for being your teacher and inspiring you to study A Course in Miracles and then to turn around and share it with the rest of the world. Mm. It's beautiful. Share the gift, everybody. We love you. This is Jennifer Hadley again. I invite you to remember that your dedication to your life of love is the best gift that you can share with the world. Love is the only healer, and it's always available to you for the asking. Remember, too, that you cannot have that which you're unwilling to share. Share the love today. Love out loud and know that all boats rise on this holy tide of love. Thank you for joining us. Please go to jenniferhadley.com for more tools and practical loving support every day.